Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And uh, Matt, uh, the Phoenix Suns are done. The <laughs> Golden State Warriors get bested by LeBron James and the Lakers. Good luck, Kate. <laughs> you know, you got a Game 7, Boston-Philly. Yeah, that was a, that was the one uh, result that I that I cared about the last couple of days. It didn't quite go the way I wanted. I wanted Philly to win. Um, I was a little surprised they didn't. It seemed like a classic. I hate to I hate to say it, but not about Doc Rivers because I could care one way or the other about him. But Doc Rivers, James Harden came home Game Six to clinch a playoff series. You're not supposed to win, and it had all the makings of a choke, and it kind of choked. Yeah, uh, and then of course. The Miami Heat, just as everyone expected, just keep rolling along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they uh, they were the better team in the series, it seemed like. I mean, they, the, you the know. second uh, series in a row. Yeah, they really were. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I've, I've read some, uh, you know, some, I can't remember who, a couple different, you know, quote-unquote basketball experts, like, oh, the, who, the winner of the Sixers-Celtics is going to crush whoever comes out of that series. Like, ah, I don't know. Should we assume that? Um, I mean, I certainly wouldn't assume it if it's Philadelphia. Like, even even if Philadelphia goes and wins Game 7 tomorrow, and I I think they have a shot, as weird as that sounds, because Boston throws up some clunkers, too. Both teams have just, like, weird no-shows a lot. Um, so I think Philly could win, but I, I wouldn't necessarily be overly confident they beat Miami in a seven-game series. Yeah. I'd favor them, I suppose. But not by a ton. Now I think Boston would win. Well, um, Miami, you know, Bo- playing great, and Spo they really are. Is, Spo is a, they really a are. very good playoff coach, which he, he shows is. every he year. Is. And you every know, year about we, that with my dad. Yeah, uh, you know, my dad brought it up a couple weeks ago when they when they were playing Milwaukee, and like, you know, you can't like he he survived the tempest that was you know taking over for Pat Riley and getting LeBron and Bosch and all the expectations. And, it, you know, he was on the ropes that first year. Uh, like, oh, you know, they don't respect him. Riley's going to, you know, pull what he did on Stan Van and take over. He survived, and, you know, man, he's just thriving since. Like, you know, he's gotten back to the finals one time. Now he's in the conference finals again, I think, for the, for the you know, third time since they've mm-hmm. left. You know, so, yeah, very impressive. It's amazing that he's never won Coach of the Year. Kind of is. Kind of is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, now... Some of the seasons that they've gotten deep in the playoffs, aside from the LeBron teams, you know, mm-hmm. they haven't had the greatest regular seasons. Obviously, this one being one, you know, they were the they were the seven seed, you know, going into the play in, ended up the eight seed. Um, but uh, it, yeah, I mean, a, a very solid coach, and yeah, they got something going. So um, you know, it'll be interesting to see. But but yeah, I'm I, I will say I I want to I want to shift to the Western Conference because those were more fun. Well, tell me. Talk, you pick. Do you want to start with the Lakers or the Suns? Let's start with the Lakers. Why not? Because it was the one, uh, well, you know, we talked last week and it was 1-1. And I said I thought the Lakers needed to win game three to have a chance to win the series. And they did. They won game three big. Um, but, I mean, all the way up through last night, I didn't really believe they'd actually win this series. It was one that going in, I thought they could easily get swept or beaten in five. And they won game one. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you got my got my interest. And, you know, then they win game three, and then they win game four. And I'm like, uh, well, really, can they? But, 
I mean, it, it seems like they were the better team, which I did not expect. Uh, you know, to, to win a playoff series, you got to be the better team, pretty much. You know, you, you don't fluke your way into four wins. And, and I, you know, I, I, it's, it's impressive what they did to retool that team at midseason. Because mm-hmm. they were a ship floating in the water with Russell Westbrook. And, and, man, the role players they've gotten have really helped out. Yeah, it's it's interesting, right? Because halfway through the year, everyone's like, well, what are they going to do with LeBron? Like, you can't just spoil his his final years. Well, right. now they're back in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, it, it's it's amazing. The, the narrative all season until, you know, the last month or so was, you know, Lakers are going to miss the play-in again, and oh, LeBron's window to contend is closed. And yeah, you're right. I mean, here they are. In the in the last four teams, yeah, and you got a banged up Anthony Davis. Uh, <laughs> That's always <laughs> he's yeah. he's like Chris Paul. Uh, if Anthony Davis isn't injured, it's it's newsworthy. Yeah, but he uh, he he is probably the most important not most important player, but the most important, like, what will they do of this conference? Yeah, I would agree. Because I think you can pretty much count on LeBron to show up, and you can pretty much count on Jokic to show up. Yeah, And so is Davis going to be the third best player on the floor or not? Yeah, agreed, agreed, yeah. I mean, like, can you know, Davis gets a lot of credit for his defense, and at times it's great. Um, You know, I saw there was some, you know, social media unrest that he wasn't the name to the all defensive teams and like he probably doesn't play enough games i mean i know they don't have that minimum yet that starts next year but you know when you only play a third or you know two-thirds of the season and and he just like we talked about last week he has some no-show performances and you can almost guarantee he's gonna have some in this series too that's the thing like does he and i, I think it's what you're getting at you know does he show up enough he'll have one game probably at least where he has you know 10 points and five rebounds. You're like, what? This is a superstar. I mean, but if he has pro- and he'll four or five have, great games, maybe it's enough. Well, I was going to say, he'll probably have one game like that. And he'll probably have one game where he's like 40 and 17. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, well, what are the other games? Yeah, exactly. You know? Where's the middle ground and where does it, where does it settle in? Uh, I mean, he had, I think he had 20 boards last night. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, he can, he can be a force when he feels like it, it seems like, and I, I know that's, you know, that seems like an overgeneralization. And yet, I mean, I've heard Barkley and Shaq say the same thing on TNT. Like they get frustrated by him consistently. It seems like, because like, I mean, Barkley said it like by, by this point in his career, he should be the best player in the league. He should be in that conversation. And he's really not, um, you know, he doesn't play consistently enough to be in that conversation, but you know, he has nights where he looks at, mm-hmm. so you know, it's in there. Yeah. And now that he's this close to a second title, which may be a bit of a vindicating title for all of it the, would be. the Barclays it would and Shacks. For out sure. There, um it it's it's interesting, like, is it a switch flip thing? And if so, like what are you waiting for if not this moment? If not now, yeah. And, and you know, going up against Jokic, who is, you know, one of, if not the best big men in the game, 
um, uh, you know, and, and has only gotten better since they met in the playoffs three years ago. Um, you know, like it's a, it's a test. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, but I'm, I'm going to go back to something you said, you know, and I think like I'm guilty of it. We all are when you said, you know, you count on LeBron to show up. Like, you know, every now and again, I think we should like step back and realize like he's in the 20th year of his career and he's still one of the best players in the game. And you, you know, like that's amazing. Yeah. It, it's just startling when you say it out loud. Plus playoffs, plus Olympics. Yeah, yeah, deep. I mean, this is the 12th time in his career he's made the conference finals. Ten of those they've made the finals. So he's logging a lot of extra games. Uh, I mean, it just, it's it's amazing. It really is that that in year 20, we're still, like, going into playoff series like, well, you know, I mean, you said it there, you know, if Jokic and LeBron are the best two players on the floor. Like, by year 20, a guy is not supposed to still be in that conversation. It's supposed to be like, well, yeah, he's still... You know, he's a crafty old vet. He can give you a good night. But, but like, no, he's much more than that still. Well, and it's to, to that same point about LeBron. It's like he, you just can't overstate how impressive it is that, you know, how many people were the, the next Jordan, the baby Jordan, the next great thing, the last totally. great hope. He's on the cover of SI as a high school junior. I know it. I know it. Totally. Totally agree, man. It's one of the things. It's one of the reasons I root for him. Like, there's a lot about him that makes it tough to root for him sometimes. Uh, you know, I, I admit it. There are times where I think, like, if someone neutral came to me and said, explain to me why I should root for LeBron, that I might have a hard time. But for myself, I have a tremendous admiration for people like that that are as you said, like from a very young age labeled, all you've got to do to be successful is be one of the greatest to ever do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like not just make it to the NBA, not just be an all-star, not be a, you know, no, be one of the greatest ever. And he's done it. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard to do, you know, and, and you're right. I mean, how many others did we hear that similar hype about before and after? And, and, you know, for one reason or another, whether it's injuries or just they're not as good as hyped or whatever, uh, it doesn't happen or it doesn't come close in some cases. Uh, and for him mm-hmm. to do this, it's, it's just incredible. Yeah. Well, and the other thing about him that it's not about him as a I don't mean this about like, well, this is also validating that he's a good person, but sure. he's done this in the spotlight. Without a gambling whispers, without a, you know, fidelity whisper. Like, right. his missteps right. are like, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. That, totally. That's his I, I misstep. Mean, that's the thing where you're like, wow, he was really immature at I you know, know, 23. I know. I, I know. <laughs> I mean, I think you and I have talked about that before, but I totally agree. Like, if that is the biggest black mark on your reputation is that at age, you know, 25, you had a massive ego stroke TV show to announce where you were going to play your next seasons of basketball. That's pretty darn good compared to a lot of other people who've been in the spotlight over the same amount of time. I mean, I always compare him to Tiger Woods because the same, the same expectation was on Tiger Mm -hmm. when he, you know, be one of the greatest ever and on the course he did it, but he certainly had his, his off the course negatives um, more than one. 
And yeah, LeBron's never had any of those. He said, you know, his, I mean, I read, you know, his, he was in the news this week that his son going to USC and, you know, I read some, you know, I think it was on the athletic, a story about, you know, well, you know, Andy Enfield's going to have a tough, you know, tough haul because, you know, LeBron's very involved and he's going to want, you know, and I'm like, okay, I mean, I get this is being portrayed as a negative, but how many athletes do we talk about that are like, oh, they have kids they didn't even know about? Yeah. Like, LeBron is apparently a very involved parent. He's, you know, like, I'd rather have that than the opposite. Well, and also, uh, I mean, like, so Andy Enfield's going to have a problem that LeBron James is hanging around his right, college exactly, basketball yeah. team? Yeah, like, I know. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, I, I know where they were coming from. Like, oh, well, you know, LeBron's going to... Is I mean, I think it was sort of portrayed like if he's coming off the bench and playing, you know, 14 minutes a night, is LeBron going to, you know, take a shot at him in the media or say, you know, yeah, and, and he might, LeBron does that type of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, like, look, comparative to, let's say, I'm thinking of an Adrian Peterson, and I'm going to leave the child abuse thing out of it, and the fact that Adrian Peterson had kids he didn't even know about. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I mean, I'll choose the, the guy who's had three kids and he's very involved in their lives and he goes to their games and he supports them. And like, that's, that's what being a dad is supposed to be. And he didn't have one, you know, I mean like he didn't have a dad. I don't even know if he knows who his dad is. He grew up with a single mom and it seems like he's done, you know, from all accounts, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but from all accounts, he's done a pretty good job of being a a pretty good dad to these kids. Yeah. Well, and he's set up, you know, how many kids through his, academy to college right and and all of these like there are guys who we like look the other way like sure russell wilson was married got divorced right before he signed his big contract sure sure you know because at the time he was earning x amount per year and the day (laughs) after he signed that contract he was earning y amount per year right right so you know like and that's smart financial business but we all Still, you know, Russell Wilson, we make fun of him for the let's ride, but like, okay, you know, we still put him up and lionize him and he's got big problems. We lionize Ray Lewis and we know he has big problems. Like, I mean, Tiger, Yeah, you know, you know, I love Tiger. I mean, Tiger's my favorite athlete ever. He always will be. But, you know, uh, we've entered a point of Tiger's career where he's revered. He's talked about, you know, and I'm glad, like, I'm glad that's happened. It's kind of fun for me as a fan of his, but like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff about him that isn't the shiniest, uh, you know, his personal life, what he, you know, how he treated his wife, obviously a DUI, the arrest that he had, um, it, you know, this latest saga with his girlfriend that he used somebody else to break he up with her. Like, you know, with her. It, yeah. I mean, there's some, there's some stuff about him that is, is not necessarily, you know, like, Oh man, what a great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, with LeBron, like, look, there's things that I get a little, I get a little tired of. I get a little tired of his opining about, you know, some political things, but then ignoring some and choosing to, you know, like there's times I'm like, okay, you're kind of being a little bit of a hypocrite, I feel like. But all in all, like, I mean, as a, as a character, he seems like a pretty good guy from what we know. I don't know behind the scenes. Who knows? I don't want to say like, oh, you know, he's a great person. I don't know that. Um, but, you know, what we know, and like you said, he's been in the limelight for 20-plus years, and the limelight now is more intense than it ever has been. We know everything there is to know about people, it seems like. Not a lot of negative about him. Mm-hmm. The biggest negative is, you know, 
like, oh, he's, uh, you know, he, he stays quiet on China. Well, you know, like, all right, I agree a little bit. I, I, I see that point. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, that's not that bad of a negative. Yeah. Well, so, you know, for yeah. a guy who speaks out as much as he does and has people who want him to fail, not, right. you know, beyond the normal that people just root for famous people to fail. Sure. Like, he's not... And I know you love this guy, but he's not Tim Duncan. He's not shying away from the microphone. No, his no, mind. not at all. He's out there. Not at all. He Very know, different. You know, he yeah. knows who he is. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, it led to some criticism. But, again, it's seems small potatoes, I guess. Agreed, agreed. I mean, no, he's not Duncan. He's also not Jordan. Yeah. You know, Jordan took a lot of heat during his career for the, you know, staying out of political issues and, now he's gotten a little more involved later on in life, you know, uh, donating to causes and stuff. But, you know, that's just not who he is. Um, he loved the limelight on his terms. And, you know, now LeBron does too. You know, yeah. I think it, like I, I don't want to ignore like some of LeBron's stands are controversial, quote unquote, because they play well to his base. They play well to the people who like him already. And it's like, well, is it really that bold of a stand? Uh, but when it doesn't play well, he goes quiet sometimes. So I, I get the criticism again, but that's, you know, all that is, as you said, not really that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. And, you know, getting back to the basketball, like, it's just, it's just amazing that here we are in year 20. And I mean, we talked about James Harden last week and like, well, he's been in the league 14 years. He's slowing down a little bit. That's to be expected. Mm-hmm. And maybe LeBron isn't as good as he was with Miami. He probably isn't. But he's still really, really, really good. That's hard to believe. What also gives you a sense of like how far and away he was ahead of everybody. Yeah. Then. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just impressive, and yeah, I'm just glad they. I mean, you know, I don't like Golden State. I can't stand Steph Curry. I can't stand Draymond Green. Um, I used to be ambivalent about Clay Thompson, but you know, I've, I've kind of grown tired of him too. I like so, Clay Thompson. That, that's uh, where you lose me. The, you know, the whole, like, the multiple times of, like, they're getting blown out and, you know, he sits on the bench counting to four. Like, you know, like, okay, but, I mean, you know, uh, if you wanted to retire and sit on your four rings, that's cool. But, you know, you're getting your head handed to you. Just shut up. That mm-hmm. wears on me. Now, if he played for another team, I'd probably be okay with him. It's mm-hmm. guilt by association. I hate Curry and I hate Green. Therefore, they're lumped in. Well, let's go to what you want to really talk about, though. I do, I do, and I and I want to before I revel in the Suns' loss, which I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pat myself on the back a little bit. That last Sunday, I believe it was when we talked, I said I did not believe that the formula for the Suns winning Game Three was sustainable to win three more games, and I think I was proven correct. Yes, they needed all world games from Durant and Booker, and they got it in Game Four. And I will admit, I got a little nervous. Because I thought the Nuggets would win Game Four, I kind of thought like, "All right, the Suns got their one, Nuggets will win Game Four. And then the Suns won that one. I'm like, oh man, maybe they, you know." But uh, patience paid off, and it was it was proven accurate. Yeah, well, in the final game, you know, down high double figures at halftime, down, down thirty at half for the second straight year in a home elimination game. And you're, you know, fourth quarter, your arenas, they, the footprint center was. Just littered by the footprints of people leaving. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I love it. I love it. I mean, uh, you know, I I can't stand the Suns. They're not at the 
you know, if I rank my hatred, they're not at the level of the Arizona Cardinals. But they're not too far behind. And so, yeah, was I pleased uh, to see them get beat at home again? And not only get beat, but get drummed just like last year? Yeah, I was pleased. Um, but, you know, I also think, like, Denver's really good. I mean, all the talk we just talked about, LeBron and the Lakers and all that, I, I think Denver should definitely be considered the favorite in that series. I hope the Lakers win because I like LeBron. I'd love to see him win another one. But, man, like, Denver's playing really well. They, mm-hmm. they haven't shown many weaknesses in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the, the Suns formula for their two wins is kind of what you're looking at with the Lakers, right? Yeah. Like, if yeah. LeBron and AD have all-world games and they get enough help from everybody else, they'll win the game. Yeah. But if not... Like, Denver's going to do what they do, you know? It, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're just, they're explosive, and and Jokic is, I mean, it's just, it's hard to, you watch him in person. I, You know, I don't, I don't know if I relayed this to you, but when I went to the SEC title game this year, the Nuggets were at Atlanta the night before. And just on a whim, got tickets, went to that game. And, you know, you watch him, and he's, you know, he doesn't, it's not like Giannis, where, you know, you go watch Giannis and, or, or LeBron, and it's like, man, this guy's amazing. Like, he's a physical marvel. Jokic is one of those you watch, you know, you see him on the floor for a few minutes, and you're like, this guy's back-to-back MVP? But then you watch him play, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's that good. Because uh, he just has a he has a tremendous basketball sense to him. Yeah, well, he, like, look, we never got to see Arvidas Sabonis. Uh, in his prime. In his prime. No, no. That's the old man Arvidas with with the Blazers, but you're right. Uh, yeah, we, and, and this guy's probably better than him. And that's what I'm saying is like, I feel like this is kind of what we missed out on by not seeing that. It's I a think guy you're probably who right. Just, like, yeah. He rebounds and he shoots, but he passes so well. Such a good it, passer. Know. It's amazing. And his court yeah. vision. Yeah. It's, not, it's not just that he can make these passes. It's that he's finding guys who in the flow of the game, on TV, you don't see right. that they're open, right? And he's right. hitting them. It's it's really amazing. Yeah, I mean he's he's just got such a sense of the game, um, and and you know, I, yeah, I it's just impressive to see a guy who, you know, in this day and age where like these guys are in such good condition and they, you know, they're these like Adonis types. You know, LeBron spends all this money on his body, and Giannis is you know seven foot, and he's you know you know chiseled and, and then you see this guy who's kind of a you know looks like a flabby white guy from europe and it's like yeah he's he's one of the best players in the game just like those others yeah and also he's, he's got brothers who will just that's true take that's you true. to a yeah. back room yeah. and not let you leave <laughs> that's a good point yeah yeah but but yeah i mean he's he's impressive man and the, the numbers he puts up and i mean probably count on it like he's he's one of those like if he doesn't have you know, close to 30, 10, and 10, you're going to be surprised night in and night out, which is really amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So I think they're the fate. I mean, at this point, five teams left still alive. If I had to choose, you know, if I had to put money on a team to win, like legitimate money that I didn't want to lose, I'd, I'd probably bet on Denver. Yeah. Yeah. My rooting interest is, is Lakers or Sixers because I'd love to see Harden win a title. Um, but... First of all, they could be out tomorrow. Um, you know, but yeah, Denver just looks, they look good, man. Jamal Murray's kind of, he's back to playing like he looked three years ago. And 
you know, random note, it probably means absolutely nothing, but I'm sure you've seen it. Like, if the Celtics win, we get the same Final Four that we had in the bubble playoffs. Kind of bizarre. Yeah. I, I don't think it means anything. The teams have changed a lot since then. It's not like they're this, you know, like I read somebody like, you know, oh, well, this shows the bubble was legitimate. Like, first of all, the bubble was legitimate because they play basketball, and I hate that argument. It's like a lot of guys are different. The Lakers have, I think, LeBron and Anthony Davis left over from the championship team. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's... The stars are the same, I yeah. suppose. I mean, you, you still have Jokic and Murray, you still have LeBron and AD, you still have Tatum and Brown, you still have Jimmy Butler. So, uh, you know, those faces would be the same, but a lot of other things have changed. And Spo. You still have Spo. You still have him, yeah, but but yeah, I'm trying to think. The Celtics obviously have a different coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lakers do. I guess the Nuggets, I think Malone was the coach of the Nuggets, I believe. So two of the same coaches. But yeah, yeah, two two of them have fired their coach since then. Was was Udoka the coach for Boston then? Or was it Brad Stevens? I think it was Stevens. I think Udoka yeah, so was only the coach for Boston for two seasons. Two se- yeah, I was gonna say. So they're on their they're on their second coach since then. Yeah. For obviously different reasons, but still. Yeah. Um, Where'd Udoka go? Houston? Did he get the Houston job? Yeah. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which we coach James Harden when he comes back. Exactly. Which there seems to be legitimate thought of that. Uh, I mean, I I kind of thought it was, you know, a pipe dream, but like more and more that's getting reported as a legitimate thing. Yeah. Well, he he said he loves it there. He, he yeah. loves the people. Um, yeah, and, I mean, and look, somehow, even him. though he kind of quit on the team, it doesn't feel like they, you know, the bridge was burned. Yeah. I mean, he did quit on the team. There's no argument there. Uh, and this is from someone who loves James Harden. But yet, it seems like, yeah, if he came back, he'd be embraced completely. Yeah. I wonder if they'll just pay him more. And that's... I mean, I'm sure that doesn't hurt. You know, he'll, he'll make good money. And, I mean, they've kind of rebuilt the roster a bit. I mean, they were, still, they were still one of the three worst teams in the league this year. But they've got some good young talent. It's like, well, you know, he goes back and... They should get a high pick. They may, maybe they win the lottery, and, and he's you know. playing with Wemby. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that another Texas team wins the lottery. Yeah, uh, who also was one of the three worst teams in the league this year, and so I'm hoping for you know uh, luck to happen a third time in the last you know 35 years or so. Uh, but we'll see. We'll find out Tuesday. Yeah. Um. So your thoughts on on where this ends up? Do you want to? I know your rooting interest, but do you have a, a prediction that you want to make? Uh, well, like I said, I'd probably pick the Nuggets, and I mean, I'd probably pick the Celtics. I mean, I guess it's you know it's the boring prediction to say you know that the teams with the you know highest seeds remaining. Yeah, uh, the Celtics haven't advanced yet, but they have Game Seven at home, and they would have home court in the conference finals, obviously. So, you know, I I don't say that with like a certainty because again, I. I've been surprised by some of these series. Like I, I'm patting myself on the back for the Nuggets Suns after three games, but going into the series, I thought the Suns would win, mm-hmm. and I thought the Warriors would win. So both of those surprised me. Certainly, Bucks Heat surprised me immensely. Uh, you know, Heat Knicks, eh, not a ton, but, but still, I guess I probably would have picked New York if I had to. You know, so there have been some surprises along the way, and so I'm, you know, I'm prepared for more. I guess. Yeah. Same. I. But it's been fun. It's been a fun playoffs. I mean, for a sport that oftentimes is very predictable in the playoffs, 
the, you know, the, the higher seed wins because they're the better team and, you know, seven game series. And, it, you know, it, it has not been this year. Yeah. Uh, before we go, I do want to touch on uh, Warren Washington is coming back to college basketball. He is not returning to the Sun Devils. No. He committed to Texas Tech. I I don't understand, um, and I continue to not understand. I I also am a little flabbergasted by the, you know, just utter confusion among ASU media about this being a possibility. Um yeah, you know, like yeah. now I'm wondering is Frankie Collins going to just turn pro? Because uh, yeah, I don't just... know. I don't know. I mean, it's it's very weird. I, uh, you know, I, I texted you this yesterday, and I, I I just feel like a lot of this transfer portal stuff is just you know like from both the team and player perspective, it's like well, let's just change to change. But you know, like I mean, the, the Warren Washington thing is is very weird. He was the starting center. He was getting a lot of playing time. He would have gotten a lot of playing time next year. It's not like we recruited over him. Um, I, I mean, it's just, it's it's odd. I don't know what else to say. I don't get it unless there's more behind the scenes that we're not privy to of, you know, team dysfunction. But it didn't seem like that. I mean, this was a pretty good team last year. We made the tournament. Like, seemed like things were, were meshing pretty well. Yeah. I... Yeah, I guess the the lesson for us as fans is, you know, do not get attached to these guys. No, no, which makes it tough mm-hmm. because that was always the case in college. You, you, you didn't have guys for 10 years, like a pro team. But, you know, like, you know, if you got a guy more often than not, unless they were really good or they were barely playing, they were going to spend their career with, with your school, their mm-hmm. college. You know, like if they were barely playing, maybe they transfer out. If they were really, really good, like a James Harden, they'd go pro early. Yeah. All right. But now it's like, yeah, the, the run-of-the-mill good player, you don't know. and you're. I mean, that makes it hard to be a fan when exactly what you say. Like, you know, you had this team last year that, to be honest, it took me probably until, you know, February or even early March to really get into and really get behind because there were so many new faces and, like, what is this team? Then they, then you do, and then you know they get a little momentum. They go to the tournament. They get out of the first four, and now it's going to be almost an entirely different team next year, and it'll be like starting all over again as a fan. Yeah, very, very frustrating. It's just tough. I, I mean, I, I don't know what could be done to change it. I, I, I don't have a good suggestion for like you know, well, this is what needs to happen, but it does make it tough. I, you know, sometimes change that seems good on paper. And I think the transfer portal idea seems good on paper, and for for individuals it is. But as a fan, it's it's making it tough, and and uh, I don't know if it's going to change or if we just have to adjust one way or the other. Yeah. Well, and as we're learning, the fans are not a priority for most sports organizations. They're not. They're not. I mean, you know, certainly that you know goes hand in hand uh, with the NFL schedule release and all the you know, new flexing rules and it's like, you know, you couldn't make it more clear that the fans who go to the games are not a priority for you. Yeah. Um, it's all about TV. You know, it's all about the TV audience and I get it, but at the same time, man, it makes it tough. You know, well, uh, my, you know, like they haven't, they haven't done the Thursday flexing yet, but it seems like that's coming. Well, and the Packers were one of the teams that voted against it. And, yeah. and the reason why 
is they have a lot of out of town season ticket holders. Yeah, like, yeah. You yeah, know, I and mean, there was a story like, in the Journal Sentinel here today or this week, basically, where a season ticket holder in California was quoted as saying, I'm just going to sell my tickets from whenever that flex window starts because I can't guarantee that I'll be able to see the game. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, I know they're, they're, they're starting it late this year with the Mondays. And I mean, it's one of the reasons why for me traveling to games, I'm doing most of my planning in September and October. Not the only reason weather plays a role in that too, but, but still I, yeah, I mean, if I'm planning to go to a game in December on Sunday and you move it to Monday night, or, you know, in the future, you move it to Thursday or vice versa, mm-hmm. I, that's, I mean, that's really tough. Uh, so, yeah, it, you know, and I mean, of course, we've dealt with it for years with our own travels with college football TV times. Mm-hmm. You know, you get, a, you get a game time, you know, you want to go to a game on Saturday, but until 12 days before, outside of the first three weeks of the season, well, it could be at noon or it could be at, 8.30 or anywhere in between. So just adjust. Like, yeah. Okay. All right, that does make it a little tough. Yeah, there is no flying out after the game. No, no. I mean, you know, like, cause even though maybe you could. But you don't know. If the game is at noon and, you know, like, yeah. oh, you get a, a you know 7.30 flight. But, yeah, you don't know in time. Yeah. So, yeah, the the... I mean, that's a little bit different, I realize, of a concept. I, I sort of transitioned into my own rant uh, than the transfer portal. But, you know, the, the clear priority of TV over those who attend in person frustrates someone like me who really likes to attend games in person. Uh, but, you know, uh, it is what it is. Either, you either get on board or you get off the train, I guess. And for me, I'm, I'm still on board for now. But I can see myself getting off the train in a few years. Yeah. Just watch them on TV because that's apparently what they want me to do. Well, between then and now, we'll talk about it. And... That's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, plenty of in-person attendance this year, and then we'll we'll evaluate from there, I guess. Well, but we'll... yes, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll be back. We'll talk about how the NFL or uh, NBA playoffs wrap up, how the NFL training camps get underway, and yep, yep. You know, maybe we'll even mention baseball besides the A's moving. Uh, That's true. Maybe talk a little ASU baseball. They, they might make the tournament. Yeah. So we'll, we'll maybe have something to talk about there. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben Matt Sportscast.